in a blink of a moment, our normal has been changed. This is Life in the Time of COVID-19. Here to help you redefine normal is behavior analyst and mentor Vince Hunter with tips and strategies for mastering a new normal. We are doing okay. I want you to know that things are good. Everything is okay, and we are all going to be okay. Within our monkey sphere, we have control of our world. We can see and feel and experience the influence that we have over our surroundings. Inside of our local personal environment, we are the expert and the manager and the decision maker. Beyond this sphere of influence, our influence actually diminishes the further out we go. We have only so much influence and impact on events in our community, probably far less influence over local events and certainly very little influence over regional events and almost none over national and global events. So if you don't really have impact or influence over events being managed outside of your sphere, then why would you waste any time worrying about how it is being handled? The stress is simply not worth the effort. Not right now. Look, at the best of times, we all have input over how our political affairs are managed. We have elections, we have debates, we have protests, and calls to our government representatives. This is normal citizenship at its best. But these are not normal times. Our leaders and their staff are trained, have countless resources, and are prepared to handle this event on a local, regional, national, and global level. Trust that you have elected the right people to manage the big picture. Your job is to manage your personal situation. If each one of us looks after our own personal situation, this will be the biggest help to the people tending to the large picture. For those of you who are still listening to the media circus masquerading as news and information, I sincerely hope that you are practicing the critical thinking skills that I showed you in Series 1 of this podcast. Otherwise, please stop watching the news. It is not factual. The media is not factual. The best information that you will get is watching the leaders' press conferences. This is direct information that is not slanted with the subjective comments and fluff of the media. The central theme of Series 1 was to do your own thinking. Independent and critical thought puts you ahead of everyone else. Having validated information gives you knowledge that you can use to gain experience, and this gives you an advantage over the rest. This means that you will not panic when everyone else is panicking. You will be better prepared when everyone is caught off guard, and you will face far less stress than everyone else. Welcome back for Series 2 of Redefining Normal, Mastering Your Thoughts. Series 1 had come to an organic close when I realized that there was nothing more that I could really say about my main theme. I took a two-week break to focus on giving you a better podcast. You have invested time in me, so I wanted to invest time in you. This time, I mapped out what I wanted to convey, which is mastering your thoughts. The journey that I want to take you on will leave you the skills to dominate your own mind and command your behavior and win in every situation. We began with a simple podcast with tips to help cope with the rapidly evolving COVID-19 situation. 
It has taken on a life of its own with listeners asking for more skills and strategies to improve mindfulness of the world. A few listeners have asked me to mentor them through this personal development, so I decided to share this mentoring with everyone. Panic is a debilitating emotion. Often, panic is confused for cowardice. This term gets tossed around a lot without an understanding of what cowardice actually means. In almost every culture, being a coward is bad, a very negative experience. Cowards lose the confidence of people, lack trustworthiness, and are devalued. Cowards tend to get ostracized. Cowardice is mistaken as someone who is afraid, and this is not completely correct. You do not have to be afraid to be a coward. Being a coward is really just taking the easy way out of a situation at the expense of someone else. When people face fear, they suffer fight or flight. They run away, they fight, and sometimes they just panic and freeze, paralyzed by fear. This is not cowardice, it's just fear. In early wars, when global freedom was at risk, there were citizens drafted into the army or navy who refused to fight because they claimed that they could not, in good conscience, harm or kill or be violent towards another human being, no matter the stakes. They called them conscientious objectors. Many people branded them as cowards. These were folks who refused to fight on principle and face public persecution for their decision. That doesn't seem like taking the easy way out, and many of them supported the war. They just could not bring themselves to be violent. In fact, these people worked behind the scenes in training and administrative supply positions. You see, we really do not have a good grasp on cowardice. I respect the ability to stand by your convictions against all adversity. That, to me, is pretty brave. Panic comes from fear. Fear is an emotion. Panic is a reaction to that emotion. It is a behavior, and behaviors can be changed and controlled. Fear causes us to react in predictable ways. All of these responses are rational. Some are crippling and some are motivating. The neat thing is that we decide which will dominate our actions. We fear what we do not understand. To combat fear, we need to gain knowledge about what we fear, and then we can take action against the fear. Knowing that the crash of thunder is the release of static energy counters the fear of a loud bang during a storm. Knowing how a virus infects and how to prevent the infection removes our fear of being sick. Knowing that the global supply chain is intact and will, will stop us from panic buying. Panic is a behavior built into all animals. It causes fight or flight. It is our natural defense against conflict because conflict puts you in danger and we all want to survive so it makes sense to avoid danger. Those who run away live another day. Cowardice, however, is betrayal. It is a choice. Cowardice is a reaction to fear. It is not fight or flight. It is simply capitulation. A coward is someone so afraid that they deny the reality of a situation. They think that if they carry on doing what they were doing before, or if they side with what they fear, they will be saved. They think only of themselves, and they blame anyone not siding with them for causing or aggravating an event. Cowards are only interested in saving their own skin and conceal their fear by betraying the safety of others. With COVID-19, 
Cowards are the folks doing anything contrary to the steps needed to stop the spread of the virus. Fear has seized their thinking. Fear masters their thoughts. Cowardice is so pervasive that it also redirects and drains needed resources away from the fight against the disease. It is destructive and it is dangerous. Simply being afraid does not make you a coward, though. Avoiding doing something constructive to counter or manage your fear is what creates cowardice, and once you start down that path, it is a very hard path to get off of. Freezing, running away, confrontation, these are all survival strategies that we use to manage our fear. When you falter in the face of adversity, it is very easy to blame others for your predicament or to simply do nothing. You get a false sense that you have power and control over an event and can control and avoid anything negative. Think of the class tattletale or the coworker that rats you out to the boss. The coward creates a false reason and uses that reason to attack others instead of confronting their own fear. Basically, cowardice is avoidance, allowing fear to control your choices. Mastering your thoughts is the ability to control your behavior and counter your fear. Fear is a natural reaction to stimulus. You cannot control the stimulus. You can control your reaction. We fear what we do not understand. We change how we behave toward fear by increasing our understanding, our knowledge. Applying our knowledge gains us the experience we need to not be afraid. The more we understand about our fear, the less we will fear. We are not what we think. We are how we think. Our lives exist within our thoughts. Our thoughts are exclusive to us and are so interconnected with our daily activities that it is very easy for us to believe that we are what we think, that our thoughts define who we are, and we accept without any hesitation that our thoughts are our truth. Truth is an abstract concept. It is subjective. Truth is not reality. It is not factual. The media sells truth, and the media is not factual. Truth is merely a perception of what is real. Now, because we experience our thoughts from a rather subjective position, from within our own mind, we perceive what we think to be reality. Our thoughts are just passing mental events which are influenced by our physical and emotional states, like hunger, sleep, our health, lifestyle, what we watched last night, our last conversation with a stranger, the dog barking next door, and so on. If we are tired and someone is making a racket in the kitchen, we get annoyed. If we are hungry, that same racket signals us to be happy because we're probably about to be fed. That's all our thoughts really are, right? Thoughts are just thoughts. They're not who we are, okay? Mastering our thoughts requires that we gain an objective position. We need to see our thoughts from the perspective of an outside observer. Now, this is not easy to do, and it does take practice. The way that we think is a habit formed over many years. We are either optimists or pessimists or somewhere in between. We are thinkers or we are gossips or somewhere in between. We are introverts or extroverts or somewhere in between. We behave based on the way that we think, and the way that we think has been developed over many years. Like all habits, some are good and some are bad, and they can all be changed. It takes time and requires commitment and courage 
we can change how we think and we can learn new habits. We change how we think and we change how we manage the way that we think. You can do this. I can do this. Anyone can do this. If you want to, you can choose to master your thoughts. And if you choose to master your thoughts, you will, okay? Our first reaction to any event is emotional. Mental, physical, mystical, or whatever event, it is always met with an emotional response. It's automatic. If you never respond emotionally, you may be a sociopath, and that's an entirely different problem. We need to develop a delay between the event and the trigger to our emotional response. A practiced and trained response is a pause. A pause that allows our logical brain, which is slower to respond than our emotional brain, an opportunity to kick into gear so that both our emotional response and logical, logical response happen at the same time. When you experience something, train yourself to pause, to breathe, to do nothing for a moment, and then react. Split second. Give your mind a chance to register the event. This gives you the moment that you need to identify the emotion triggered within the framework of a context. Someone coughs near you and you pause long enough for your logical brain to realize that the person who coughed didn't cough on you, coughed into their elbow, and are about to hold an asthma puffer to their mouth. Probably not COVID-19, but just a person suffering from allergies. Without the context, your emotional response is fear and panic of infection. But being able to pause for context means that you are aware and not afraid. You are able to act reasonably and not panic. You acknowledge that the thought you are experiencing exists. It is happening. Only you are not accepting it as either valid or invalid until your logical mind kicks in and gets a chance to vet it. You only acknowledge that the thought exists. Your thoughts are either positive or negative. They exist together, and your control is the ability to decide if they will exist in conflict or if they will exist in harmony. Will they be in a state of detente? Accepting that negative thoughts exist gives you the power to ignore them and let them exist in the background while you chose to focus on the positive thoughts instead. Bad thoughts in the back, good thoughts in the driver's seat. That's how you propel yourself forward. But to accomplish this skill, you need to understand how you think. Now, I've already shown you how to manage your thinking. Now you need to understand how your mind works. This leads to mastering your thoughts. People have driven themselves absolutely nuts trying to come to terms with their thoughts. We are not our thoughts. We have a relationship with them, okay? We have to get along with them, coexist, right? Observing our mind is the way that we get along with our thoughts. It is how we learn to understand them. We need to look from outside in through an external perspective. That sounds pretty crazy, right? Look, if you want to feel how a car works, you got to turn off the radio and listen to the motor. You need to feel the vibration. You need to smell the exhausts and the oils. But if you want to understand how a car works, you need to get out and observe it. So we need to watch our mind at work, our thoughts in action, from a detached and remote perspective. This is accomplished through meditation and quiet time. But you have to isolate from external influences. That means alone time. No radio, no Facebook, no barking dogs, just you. Sit and meditate. Focus 
on your breathing or a light or an object. Focus, uh, focus on a mantra. Do a solitary nature walk. Lay on your back and watch the clouds. Do whatever you need in order to not actively think. Then let your mind roam. This is the easy part. Your thoughts will randomly wander all over the place. They will revisit old worries, current problems, new troubles. It will spin around and around and around like a carousel. Just let it. As it wanders, be mindful of where your thoughts take you. And then each time, slowly bring them back into the neutral quiet time. Make them idle. Focus on the serenity of the moment. One, two, three, four. Breathe. One, two, three, four. Breathe. Over and over and over again. Keep doing this. It's an exercise that will get easier with time. Do it repeatedly, every day, consistently, constantly, over and over. Your thoughts were wandering without control. Now you understand how your mind works, and now you know how to manage it. You pause before you think. You decide what you will think, and you manage how you will think. Mastering your thoughts separates you from the people who allow fear to control them. This gives you the advantage. Thinking in a new way is redefining normal. Redefining normal is about navigating your life in the time of COVID-19. If you like us, share us through social media. Find us on Facebook at Redefining Normal Podcast and on Twitter at Redefining Normal Podcast. Help us to build a community and support each other through this event.